Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we, Jillian and Morgan, review a romance book, drink something yummy, laugh our asses off, and rant about what we loved, what we didn't, and of course, talk about hot, smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We would like to note that this is an explicit podcast where we may talk about many taboo topics that include explicit sex scenes, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. Welcome back to the Smile Hive. Hello. Hi. Hi, Morgan. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. You know, busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is the busy time of year, and it's not even like full-blown spring, summer yet. Right. I know. I'm excited for like to chill out a little bit because we're just doing so much other stuff. I know. Well, it is May, so I am opening my pool this month. Yay! I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, well, that can be part of what I'm buzzing about is your pool being yeah. open so yeah. I don't have to fuck with mine. That would right. be great. Um, and then I'm also doing, <laughs> I just said I wanted to break, but I'm doing garage sale prep. Oh. Yeah, I'm bringing a few things over. I know you are. And because, like, I'm a crazy, like, organized list maker person, like, I have the most organized, like, Mm -hmm. stuff that's going to go outside. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, what are you buzzing about? Uh, Well, I'm just still deep in Little League. So, I have no life outside of that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's uh, that's it. <laughs> don't don't have uh, much to do outside of that. So I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. except read books for this podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we did read a book. Yeah, we did. What did we read? We read Highest Bitter by Sarah Kate. Um, it's a part of the Salacious Players Club series. So we have already reviewed the first three. Yeah, three, three, four, four. I don't remember how I many there were. Be, I think it might be four. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, this is a tons of research goes into this podcast, yo. (laughs) Um, This one, I didn't know what to expect because at this point, all of the main people that own the Salacious Players Club have already had a book about them. Right. The girl, uh, what was her name? I can't remember. Anyway, she moved away. So I knew it wouldn't be about her. Yeah. Um, So I was very curious to see who this character was that this book was based on right and from what i'm understanding he's an investor yes so not really considered an owner right but an investor Investor. yep um and his name is ronan he is currently 56 um and the girl in this book her name is daisy and she's 21 So this technically is an age gap romance that falls into the Salacious Players Club. So if you are a fan of the series, I definitely do recommend reading this book because you do get little conversations um, with different people from the past books in the club, almost like a Mm check-in of like what they're doing and how their lives are and that they're still awesome. Um, And I loved them, loved all those characters. All those books were fantastic. I didn't dislike this book i didn't even i didn't hate this book or anything like that but i would say if i had any issues with this book it is the age gap because it's very obvious that there's an age gap she is very much a 21 year old so she is a drink server at the salacious players club Mm -hmm. uh ronan is a billionaire um single man that comes in on specific nights to bid on women to like spend the night with. Now these are not like, he does not necessarily have sex with these women. I think he probably does, but 
in general, these rich men come in and bid for a night with the women that are up on the auction block. Right. Uh, Daisy is not uh, up there. No. But um, this is how she knows him because he comes into the club often. And she serves him yeah. his drinks. They don't have any, they're not friends. They're not, I don't even, there's not even really any sexual No, there's not attraction like the at this point. instant bam moment. Right. Like I instantly have locked yeah. eyes with you for the first yeah. time and now I'm attracted. Yeah. She, they don't really give each other any other thought at all. Right. Except for we're acquaintances right. because I'm an investor here and a patron and you serve right. my drinks. Done. Now, here is here was my initial problem that I had starting this book. Mm-hmm. When this book opens, you meet Ronan years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he is breaking up. No, a woman is breaking up with him. Yep. Her name is Shannon. She's like, I have a daughter. Uh, I cannot stay here with you. This was a summer fling. I love you, but this just isn't the right time for us. Right. So she leaves and he's like, let me take care of you. He's very protector. It's like he needs a project. He needs somebody to save. I feel like it's kind of his personality. Exactly. Um, And so he writes her a million dollar check for her child so that she doesn't have to worry about financially anything for her daughter. Right. Okay. End scene. Yep. Then now we're skipping forward. You have a Daisy in the club on the the auction night. Mm-hmm. Now, as a reader, immediately I'm like, why did they tell this story? Right. Why was this brought up? Please tell me that Daisy is not this woman's child. Right. Well, spoiler folks, <laughs> Daisy is this woman's child. Yeah. So to set the scene. Ronan was in love with Daisy's mother. They had a full-blown sexual relationship one summer ago, a long, long time ago. I think Daisy was 12 at the time. Right. Immediately, I'm like, no. I'm weirded out. Yeah. I'm weirded out simply because he's had sex and was in love with her mom. Mm -hmm. Now, we do learn that her mom is no longer living. She, like, died from cancer. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So... Gio is another bartender at Salacious Players Club. He is one of Daisy's best friends, her only best friend, her Mm -hmm. only friend in general. Mm -hmm. And they make a bet. And she's like, he's going to bid, Ronan is going to bid on that woman. That's his type. That's what he likes. And Gio's like, I don't think so. He doesn't look like he's in the mood. And she's like, I'll bet you whatever it was, something stupid. And he's like, no. If I win, you have to go up on the auction block. Yeah. And you have to let somebody be yeah. on you. She's very cocky. She's yeah. like, I've never gotten one wrong. And I'm like, right. why is this like the highest right. tier right. of whatever? Like, yeah. what's happened to you? Yeah. So this is where you find out that her mom's dead um, like three years ago. And that she found out that she inherited this million dollars. And all she knows, it's from this guy named Ronan. And her mom set it up and it's in this little city. Yeah. So she sold her mom's house and like bought a van that she lives in. And she went all the way out to this town and found Salacious Players Club. And she's basically stalked stalked Rowan. Um, But she doesn't know a whole lot about him. She knows that he's single and that he hangs out at this club and he's a a gazillionaire and all these things. So she knows the money is from him, but she does not know why he gave her mom the money. And she does not know the relationship 
really that he had with her mom. Right. But she when just she knows there was one. When she sees him though, she was like, I bet mom Yeah. Because her parents were divorced. Yes. She was like, I bet mom did this, right. you know, was sexually attracted to yeah. him at least. Yeah. Or whatever. But instead of just coming out and asking him who he is to her mom, why he left this money, in her head, she's like I'm not touching any of this money before I know where it's come from. You stupid hoe. So I'm That's living. a million dollars. I'm living in a fucking no. van. No. And working as a server at this sex club, which she's intrigued by the sex club, but she doesn't go past the curtain. Like she doesn't go into any of the naughty rooms. She's only a yeah. server on like the main floor. Communal With a million area. dollars sitting in her bank account. I cannot yes. relate. Yeah, I cannot relate. I cannot relate either because no. if I found out where I had this money one day and I don't know why, I'm still spending that money until I don't care why. I call the phone number. I don't care why. I'm just going to find out who the Ronin person is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call the phone number and go, who the fuck are you? Here's who I am. I inherited this money. Why? And he would tell me the story and I'd be like, cool. I've already spent like 500000 of it, but I'm, I'm going on. Also, I have full access to this money. I don't need to know who you are. Yeah. I don't care that there's a number. I don't need to know why I have this money. My yeah. mom could have hoard herself out for me to get this money. I don't care. It's mine. Mm-hmm. I'm using it. End of discussion. That's why I do not understand. I do not relate. None. I cannot relate to her. No. I mean, as you go on in the book, you understand not only is she very mature, even for a 21 yeah. or immature for a very, for a 21 mm-hmm. year old. But she's grieving so hard without any kind of help yep. that she's, I mean, I'm sorry, but she just went cuckoo. She's so she's not making great no. decisions. Um, and that was my problem with her throughout the entire book. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't connect with somebody mm-hmm. like you because yeah. you just, you're, you're a hot fucking yeah. mess. Well, needless to say, she loses. So now she's up on the auction block. Yeah. And, um... This rando in the club that Ronan does not like the look of is bidding on her. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I don't like this. So he bids. Mm-hmm. He bids like 50000 or $100,000. Yeah, they get crazy. into a bidding war. Um, So he wins and she's like, okay. And he's essentially just, I'll take a rain check. Like, I don't, that's not what I bid this for. Like, I don't really care about sex with you or a date with you like i'll just take a rain check i'm not in the mood and she's like okay she's kind of bummed out but then she realizes that she gets a cut of that money so now she's like oh okay i have money one would think perhaps you'd go look for an apartment so you're not living in your fucking van Mm -hmm. but no she doesn't do that she just whatever ends her shift goes back to her van in the middle of a secluded public park Mm mm-hmm Alone, mm-hmm. a young woman. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really safe. Which is what Ronan was thinking when he runs into her at a gas station. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm taking a walk. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? It's none of your business. Yeah. And she like walks out. Yeah. Well, he follows her and he realizes she's sleeping in his, in her in this fucking van and he is pissed. Mm-hmm pissed and she's just being fucking smart brat so rude so rude not like anything like like i understand your business is your business and he was so like protector mode just Mm -hmm. jumped in and he barely has a connection to this woman 
but he's starting to get a connection yeah. to her and sees that she's in this danger. And he was just like, you know, what the absolute fuck is happening? And he's trying to come up with, wait, what, what's he going to do to take care of her? And she's like, I can take care of myself. I don't need you. You don't get to know my opinion. Instead of just being like, look, listen, I live in this van. Right. And I went across the street to the gas station to get some hot water from tea. Yeah. And I'm going to try to take a snooze for after work yeah. tomorrow. Like, that's all you need to say. But he, she doesn't. She's a brat. Yeah. And she's a fucking brat. And yeah. at some point, he's telling her, like, you can't do this. It's dangerous. You're coming home with me. And she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. And she's like, oh, I, you're not my daddy. I'm not going to do it. You say daddy. And he picks her up and throws her over his shoulder and walks a couple steps before. He's like, oh, wait, nope. <laughs> that's kind of a, yeah. that's no, no. And he, she's picks this ranger yeah. and she's a young kid and he like puts her down and she's like, what the absolute fuck was that? And yeah. oh my God, I'm so turned on right now. That's when her switch flipped. Right. I feel like his flip has somewhat switched, but he's very, he holds strong for a while on, she's too young for me. Right. She cannot give me what I want and I cannot give her what she wants. She deserves more than I can give. Mm -hmm. He's very anti-love. He's been married before the Shannon lady. And then the Shannon lady broke his heart. So he's very detached as far as being in love. Right. But he's just like, no, like I can't do this with her. This is not appropriate. Uh, and she starts using the term daddy to manipulate him because yes. at first he's like, don't call me that. And yep. as a reader at first, I was like, Oh, he doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, he does explain that his first wife and his son did die in a car accident. Yeah. So I thought that he didn't like it because he once was a dad and he just doesn't like to be called that. Right. Uh, but then it turns and he's like, no, I like it too much. And then I was like, shit, we're going to start using this goddamn term to this book now. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know or if I've ever said this on this podcast and I'm pretty sure I have. I hate the term daddy. I do not call my Jill is the exact opposite of me. <laughs> I will say that up front. I do not call my husband daddy. I do not like that phrase used sexually. Is Bill the daddy of my children? Yes, he is. Is he my daddy sexually? No, thank you. Um, and that's just kind of my thought process. Now, my problem with this particular phrase in this book mm -hmm. is he actually could be her dad. Yes. The age gap is like 30 years 30 plus years mm -hmm. and when she called him that for me it was too literal and less sexual right. it was used in a sexual nature throughout this book mm -hmm. but she kept calling that's all she called him mm -hmm. anytime they were having sex or about to be sexual it was daddy 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 this daddy that and I'm like <laughs> I cannot do this I cannot read this because it was too, there's a fine line with age gaps. There is a fine mm -hmm. line. Agreed. This went over the fine line, but then with the addition of the phrase daddy, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. If it was a less, if it wasn't potential for her to be his even granddaughter, um, I feel like perhaps it wouldn't have bothered me as much, but um, no. Yeah. No, thanks. How did you, you like daddy? You like the I phrase do. daddy. I do, but I didn't like it here. Okay. 
Um, it wasn't that I didn't like the sex because I did. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that I don't like the characters because I do, but I feel like if they would have made Daisy, she could have still been 21, but maybe acted 26, 28, like some, you know, she had to grow up real quick Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, but she reverted to such immaturity that I just didn't. And again, I didn't, I understand the grieving process. I really do. And and I understand that you get fucked up, but her use of daddy to him was in the literal fucking sense because she could not take care of herself. Right. Um, there's a thing that she does. Oh my God. So, okay, let's just say this. At this point, basically throughout their conversation, Daisy has agreed to go back to Ronan's and Ronan like put her in a guest room Mm -hmm. or whatever. So you're going to know what happens from there. The sexual tension just keeps continuing to build. Not only are they living together now for a couple days, you know, or whatever, but he's also going to her work every night she goes to work. He goes and sits there all the time. And there's like, there's like a slow burn, like he'll kiss her and then be like, step back and be like, no, 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 no. Like, we cannot do this. I cannot do this. And that happens a couple times, obviously, like. The build is there and the slow burn is there, and that's great. Yeah. And then the sex is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't what you find what you find out is that he is a his part of the Salacious play. You know, he's he was a he's a member, so yeah. an investor. He's kinky. Right? He even has his own room there. Yes. Um, he is a uh pleasure dom. pleasure dom, and I'm like, oh. What's that? What's the specifics of yeah. that? What's happening? So he gets off on getting his partner off numerous fucking times. Sign me up. Uh, enough to where <laughs> you're technically coming over and over and over and over and over and then over and over and over. And you have to beg. And then he's still over and over and over. Like you come that many times. Where's the sign up sheet? What the you fuck? Know what I mean? You exist? <laughs> what is happening? Can I get a VIP membership? I'm What's just, happening? Yes. Yeah. At this point, I don't give up that no. you're 56 years no. old because i mean again the gazillionaire yeah but he's hot yeah and built right and like holds up for his yeah. age or whatever because you know he has yeah. stake in a fuck club so now i do want to be very clear on this they don't really care about age that much she definitely does not care no he at first cares but once they like start their sexual relationship age is not a thing with them right it's more of a thing for me as a reader mm-hmm. um i do want to say uh about sarah kate specifically the author of this book um she is very good about explaining certain roles in the bdsm world obviously like every book uh is a specific type of role whether it's yeah. uh watching um pleasure pain whatever it may be each book has a very specific um role that is played mm-hmm. and she does a very good job about explaining what that role is in like real life terms yes so, you could tell she does yeah, her research she does and so when it is basically Daisy overhears a group of women talking about Ronan and what his kink is. And his kink is, of course, he's a pleasure dom. And it could have been left at that. Just like he's a pleasure dom. Let me sign up for that. Mm-hmm. But she goes so far as to when Daisy hears it, 
later on in the book, she flat out asks him, they said you were a pleasure, Dom. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And he explains it in full detail, which I appreciate as a reader, because if you're going into books like this and you don't know a lot about the BDSM world, you wouldn't know what that means. Right. And so I think she does write from a place of, there are people reading this book that do not know what this world is. And so um, high five to her for that, because it makes it very clear, like what your characters are doing and getting into. Well, and she's also um, very safe. Yeah. And all the safety measures are always taken mm-hmm. in the in her books for the Salacious Players Club. Um, you know, the, the roles of people that are just watching out or, you know, security or whatever. And then it was like, you know, you're, you're red, you're green, mm-hmm. you're yellow, you're all those things. Like checking in. Checking yeah. in, the aftercare. It's all explained. Yeah. It's all done from a safe place. And it's always done from a consensual place. Yeah. You always feel like the person that is quote unquote new to the club or experimenting mm-hmm. in the club, you know, we're learning through them, right? So they got to ask the right questions for us to get, you know, yeah. those great answers. And it's always coming from a consensual place. Yeah. And she just does, she does really great. Do you feel like this is kind of off topic? I mean, not really, but kind of. Okay. Do you feel like if you were to walk into a BDSM club right now, mm-hmm. you'd be like, I know what that is. I think that the Salacious Players Club, as we know it from this book series, is like a unicorn. I feel yeah. like there are not clubs out yeah. there that are this awesome yeah. in every aspect. Yeah. So I mean, we've been reading these books for a while, right? If I so, could, like, if I literally could yeah. go to the Salacious Players Club, I would fucking love to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like that too. I feel like there's no judgment. There's always like open door policy. Mm -hmm. Ask your questions. We want you to ask questions. Everything is safe. Everything's consensual. Everything is a good time. Everything's Mm -hmm. a certain vibe. Yeah. I think it'd be great. And I feel like too, with some books, it's very, um, you walk into a club and it's like a club, but there's like a secret level that you have to like have all this clearance and everything is secret and like under the fucking rug and no one knows what's going on but i feel like this particular book series is very like you know what you're walking into there's no secrets there's no Mm -hmm. secret rooms there's no secret people everyone knows the owners Mm -hmm. so i just feel like welcome welcome Mm -hmm. right like sign me up yeah i know you know so as they start fucking yeah he brings her into the club Mm mm-hmm and she's just learning again, 21. Yeah. She's just learning what it is she likes, but she knows that she likes sex with Ronan. Mm-hmm. And they kind of establish a I'm only fucking you real quick. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah. there's no fucking outside of that. She's like, I don't really need to fuck anybody else. He's like, cool, I don't want you to fuck anyone mm-hmm. else. I'm not gonna fuck anyone else. So even though they're around the club, they're not fucking with other people. Right. Okay, cool. Well, again, Daisy has now determined that her mom was fucking Ronan for at least a whole summer that she was at her dad's when she was like 12 years old. I'm weirded out. What she doesn't know is why Ronan gave her this money right. when she turned 21. He doesn't, she doesn't understand who he is, what happened yeah. or whatever, but she's in too deep now. Yeah. So her character always brings this up. Every time yeah. they're having a great, happy moment. Yep. Yeah. In her mind, she brings up, I'm deceiving him. She Mm. knows what she's doing is wrong. I'm going to tell him. I'm Mm -hmm. going to tell him. And then the conversation quickly switches to something sexual and she's lost again. So, you know, this is the monkey wrench of the whole fucking book. Mm -hmm. Well, 
in what you find out more about Ronan is that, you know, he, again, is a grief stricken person from losing his family. Mm -hmm. Um, Then he fell in love and that didn't work out. And he doesn't really touch on Shannon very much. He was just like, I know that I, we spent a summer together. I know that I loved her, but she did the right thing. She picked her family, her, her daughter over me. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. And he, you know, that he is a, like you said, again, he always has to have a project. Always. And that's what some of the club members call him out on. Like, oh, is Daisy your next project? Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. And he always needs to take care of the situation. Yeah. He's very dominant. And he's very much in charge and he very much calls the shots and he does very much lose his shit around her, but he is sweet at the same time. He's very sweet. He's very caring. Um, He's not like your typical alpha type Dom, I think, because of the whole pleasure part. But again, that's how he gets off. And I get off knowing that's how he gets off, even though it would be like, that's how you get off. It's like 30 fucking orgasms in a row. I don't see the problem with that. I don't either, but like, what would that feel like? And he is good at all of it. All of it. Corsair Kate writing sex is always good. Damn. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about why this bitch keeps fainting, and then we're also going to talk about pleasure versus pain. Do it. Okay. We're back. Okay. Listen. There is something that Daisy does that annoys me just as much as the fact that she is such a fucking brat. Yeah. This bitch faints like all the time. And it's always a big production. At least three or four times she's had to go to the hospital. It fucking takes 10 years off Ronan's life. Every time she fucking does it, he flips out. And here's what it is. She has, this bitch has low blood sugar. Eat an orange or fucking and something. And forgot to eat. I'm sorry. I mean, she will literally have like a cup of coffee and a croissant or something like that in the morning. And then it's like midnight and she's like, oh, I guess I'm going to pass out because I forgot to eat all day. There is nothing happening in this bitch's world. This everybody is taking care of her world that you should forget to eat a goddamn sandwich. Have you ever forgotten to eat? You want to know why I don't forget to eat? (laughs) Because I am diabetic and I would die. Well, I'm not diabetic and I have never forgotten to eat. This bitch. I'm confused. First of all, I'm just going to put it out there. Super fucking jealous of low blood sugar. That's not the issue that I have. But I know that if I don't take my insulin today right. and eat a cupcake, yeah. I'm going to have not a nice right. after fucking yeah. noon. But this bitch will just be like, I'm so busy doing nothing that I totally forgot I should eat. <laughs> and then I'm going to pass out. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wanted to smack the fucking shit out of her. I know. It was annoying. I, out the of first all time, the problems to have. The first time I was like, okay. The second time, I was like, bitch, eat an orange. Then the third time, Ronan got real pissed. And he was like, how many fucking times do I have to tell you to eat something? Right. So he's like, I'm going to punish you. And she's like, what? And he's like, I'm going to get out, get over my knee. I'm going to punish you. And he spanks the fuck out of her. Makes her count and all the things. Yes. But here's the deal. He realizes at the end that she is like wetter than wet. 
and she's really turned on and she loves the pain. Mm-hmm. But he is not a pain dom. He does not feel comfortable giving pain. Right. It does not turn him on. He does not like it. He just, whatever. So he has a conversation with her. Is this something that you like? Because I want to try to be that for you. But if this is something that you really like, maybe we should go to the club and try it out. Yeah. So she's like, okay, like, that's fine. We can try that. Well, then we come back to Eden. I don't know if you guys remember this boss-ass bitch from the last couple books. Mm -hmm. But she is a a dominatrix. She's awesome. At the Salacious Players Club. She has a room and everything, but we also learned that she is best friends with Ronan. They've never had sex, but they uh, watch each other having sex. I think they've played scenes together where um, she kind of helps him tame his past selves. Right, but I don't think they've never. They've never had sex, no. So the agreement is they're going to come into the club and Eden is going to essentially dole out pain spanking or whatever that may be so here they are in the club in eden's room she's getting her ass whooped Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. but here's the thing you go to do this right you like give this We'll call her his girlfriend, Daisy, at this point. It's his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Takes Daisy to her best friend, to his best friend, and is like, dole out pleasure or dole out pain because it's pleasure for her. And then I'll, like, take over from there. Mm -hmm. Except Eden decides to take a taste. Yeah. And, like, eats her out. Yeah. Like, makes her come. I'm sorry. Did we sign up for that? Because... But there was a conversation, though. Eve did say yeah. to Ronan, like, can I make your pretty little sub come? Right. And he doesn't want to at first, but yeah. he's looking at her, and she's like, I went through all this pain. I need this pleasure. Yeah. He's like, she can make you come, yeah. but then I'm going to fuck the shit right. out of you. And she's like, okay, daddy. So he sat back, and I feel like he didn't love it, but he did it for her. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I feel like when a couple is like, I don't know, has a sexual relationship, shouldn't everyone be happy with what's going on and like comfortable because i feel like he wasn't he just did it because he thought that's what daisy wanted right anyway so but he was turned on yeah. yeah so eden eats her out and then she goes and stands off to the side and then wa- watches ronan fuck the show daisy which woo, yeah that scene was so i know that the calling him daddy bugs the shit out of you but if you i know you i know you enough to know that you just replace that name with something else you're not a pet name person anyway no um but you probably were just like okay fuck the shit out of me kind Mm -hmm. of a thing but the sex between them like uh ronan homeboy got some just you would never know that there was an age gap because he doesn't i feel like mentally he acts like his age yeah. He's been through some shit. Yeah. He's lived a life. He's a successful businessman. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sexually, uh, he is 25. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, the, uh, the um, book cover shows him as like a full silver fox. Yeah. I don't see him that way. I don't either. I didn't picture the guy from the cover as Roman. Right. I didn't make him... Uh, full hair, 
full uh, silver me hair. either it was like maybe some wisps of gray in yeah. there but like I did not what was and that's usually not what I do I can usually picture the cover yeah if it's a full body I can usually pic- picture the cover in the place of the character but um I did not do that here and I don't know if it was because my brain was like we can't focus on the age gaps or not going to make him a full silver fox because if he's a full silver fox, he's a grandpa and I can't fucking do it. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I know. But the yeah. sex was great. The and I sex think was really he, good. His... And I personally don't, I don't mind the daddy thing. Mm. When he would say stuff like, oh my God, like you need to come on daddy's car. Ah! And I was like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, <laughs> No. I'm like, yes, yes, you do. But come on, Ronan's cock, perhaps. Let's She does call him Ronan. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I think well, he likes it. So he's always like, Do you want daddy? Is daddy making you feel good? Daddy this, daddy that. And I feel like because she used daddy in a manipulative way at first. Yeah. I feel like she she doesn't use it as much. I think she uses it when he asks her to. But in general, I think she tries to sway away from that, especially after learning that he was, in fact, or is, in fact, a dad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he is all fucking about it. Mm-hmm. I can, like, I, like, pictured him, like, anytime she said it, his cock just went, boop. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, so they date. Yeah. Yeah. They're exclusive. They date. Then the I love you's happen. Mm-hmm. Um, she passes out like 19 more fucking times. And, together, girl. and you know that the only thing that's going to happen at this point is a monkey wrench. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, shit's going to come due and he's going to find out that who she is. And she is still every day. I'm going to tell him I'm going to tell him. And then I don't tell him and I don't tell him and all this kind of stuff. And it just annoys the absolute shit out of me because there is an opportunity when he tells her his story. Yeah. Um, she has the opportunity at that point to be like, oh, well, that woman that you were in love with last, that was my mom. And you left me this money. Why? That's right. why I'm here. But also, I love you and right. all that's true. But this is why I've been holding yeah. back. So she, she doesn't. doesn't. She no, doesn't. She doesn't. She waits till she gets caught. Well, and here's the thing. This is what, this was what was so wild to me. So he asks her to marry him. Yes. First of all, Uh you don't even know each other anyway. It's like a month. Right. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's back up here. You're accepting a marriage proposal. You still haven't told him about your mom. Right. Uh, Whatever. They're engaged. And he's like, okay. He sends an email to a private investigator to try and get more information on her. And he feels guilty about it. And he doesn't like doing it. Right. But he is but getting he, ready to marry right. her. But he also feels like she's holding back something. He knows that she's keeping a secret. He just doesn't know what it is. Right. Um, so uh, the private investigator calls him. And she's standing right there. Mm-hmm. And she can tell that what the private investigator is saying, she knows. She knows he knows. And he's having none of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, what is what to explain? Like, explain what is this? And she does explain, but it doesn't change anything. No. And he's just like, you've known this whole time, like who I am, like 
were you trying to get more money? And she's like, no, it was never about the money, but it was, it was about the money and not in the way that we would assume it would be. Mm-hmm. But the whole reason that she wanted to find him was because of the money, where it came from, why she has it. Which so, she's never spent. Right. Still. Right. So it is about the money. It's just not in the sitting, just not in the way that he's thinking. Well, and she knows that the woman that he talked about, the last woman he was in yeah. love with, she knows it was yeah. her mother. Yeah. So if she even had an inkling in the back of her head that, nope, my yeah. mom didn't fuck the same guy I'm fucking, she knows. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still, yeah. I'm in love with him. I'm going to marry him, yeah. but I'm not going to tell him. So he feels betrayed as he should. Well, he's a gazillionaire. Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch your shit. So he's like, Bye. I care about you, but this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And you need to work on yourself. You've never, like, yeah, dealt with your mom's death. Like, we can't be together. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, it kind of skips ahead a little bit. She's, like, in a grief, uh, like, therapy group. Oh, no. She has to pass out really bad oh, again. Yeah, yeah. Then she, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, basically, it's just a couple, a week or so. Yeah. Um, they're avoiding each other or whatever. She fucks up and passes out at work because she's so grief stricken. She's forgot to eat again. And he's, like, there to pick up the pieces. Or she goes out and has a drink with Gio and, like, passes out and he picks her up. And he's basically explaining to her, like, we both have problems. Like, you lied. I'm not over that yet. You have never taken care of yourself. You need to be able to take care of you. And I always feel like I need to swoop in and take care of somebody. And I need to take care of myself. So we're not meant to be. And then you flash forward. And she's gone through, like, therapy. She moved in with Gio as, like, a roommate. She's still working at the club. But she's very much about her recovery. And I even think the bitch remembers to eat a sandwich. Right. Like, she's doing everything she can to, like, have her shit together. And she's always been interested in music. That was another thing as, you know, when mom died, she decided not to go to music school, even though she got accepted into it. And this money handed to her meant she could fucking pay for her dream. But she chose not to do any of that so that she could go and find out who Ronan is. So she's not tried to contact him or anything because she pretty much feels like it's all over with and she doesn't need him to be fine. It is still not said that she spent the money. I don't think she's no, touched the million dollars. No, I don't think she has. I thought she was going to give it back to him. I thought so too. She did not. No. Anyway, anyway so um, she's doing okay. And then they run into each other. Like she um, is playing music again and is like playing at a bar. And so a bunch of people that are friends of hers from Salacious Players Club show up and they must have yeah. told Ronan. So yeah. Ronan shows up, blah, blah, blah. You get the, it was like instant connection. I missed you. I missed Mm -hmm. you so much. Like we can get over this. Look how good you're doing. Look how good I'm doing. Like we can be, have a relationship that's healthy. Um, But then she passes out and you're like, if you missed a fucking sandwich, I am coming for your throat. You know what? She does kind of give that. Well, okay. So she does pass out, but then um, they invite Ronan back to the Salacious Players because the men are being bid on. They like flip the switch and these women are bidding on Ronan and she doesn't like it. So she bids the million dollars on him. him. So she uses the money for that. But then she passes out and the club owners are like, no, this bitch needs to go to the hospital. We're not doing this. Right. Because she said, I ate. Right. I ate my sandwich. Like I ate. So I don't, I've been feeling a little sick, but I'm also grieving and blah, blah, blah. 
Anyway, of so they course, go to the hospital. Of she's fucking course. Pregnant. She's pregnant. Exactly two months along, which is probably like the last time that they fucked. She's like worried because obviously he is like 50 fucking six. And like, here we are. Yeah. But and he's you like know, his super stoked. Kid passed and away. Yeah. And she didn't know that he would be okay with it. I mean, they just literally yeah. got together five minutes ago. And here's the thing, though. Um,. She's pregnant, and now mysteriously we're together now. Yeah. We're together. You're moving back in. We're fine. We're great. We're having a baby. Like, done. I'm sorry. I wouldn't hand her a houseplant. Although I appreciate that she took steps. Yeah. That she should have taken, you know, as soon yeah. as her mom died. She took steps to put her life back together, and she was doing good. Yeah. But it wasn't like she was... She didn't hit the jackpot. Right. She didn't do, she should have taken that money and bought a home, went to school, right. did, did the things that she originally wanted to do with her life. And now all of a sudden she's going to be a mom and she's going to marry Ronan. And that's all she now needs yep. for the rest of her life. Well, so anyway, it skips forward. We're in like epilogue shit. Like they have a son and she's like pregnant with another kid. I think there's two babies. Is there two? I, I think there's two. Pregnant or not pregnant? I there's a son and a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. She's like writing music and she's like doing the music thing. Oh, and they moved to Paris. Yeah. So yeah, before they started fuck. Well, actually, when they started fucking, it was yeah. in Paris. Yeah. So that date that the first initial yeah. auction happened. She'd never been to Paris and said she wanted to go. So he took her to Paris for a couple of days yeah. as their like auction date or whatever. And of course they fucked in God. Paris, but they really, imagine. they said it was something was said about how the age difference isn't like that big of a deal in Paris that they yeah. just felt like that's where they wanted to raise their children. And you find out that even though there's no salacious players club in Paris, there's a different sex club and mm -hmm. he's an investor yeah. slash owner in that club too. Yeah. So there could even be a spinoff yeah. of the club from Paris now. Yeah. I don't know. She left this world so open. There's yeah. still characters at Salacious Players Club that haven't had a book yet. Right. They could keep going. There's for the a while. owner of the club in uh, Paris that tried to hit on her. Yes. Marco or Marcus or Marius Mur or I don't know, something with an M. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. But I love this world. I do too. I'm just not, it was. For me personally, too much of an age gap. And then he added daddy and I and again, I wouldn't mind the age gap if she wasn't literally a 21-year-old right. brat. Right. Um, and I get it, like there's a brat thing. Yeah. The daddy and the brat thing are supposed yeah. to work out and it's you know kinky as fuck I mean, or whatever. But even, I didn't like her brat. Even if she was 26, she's mm -hmm. still young, but at least you lived something. Mm -hmm. You haven't done shit at 21. Mm-mm. Just wild to me. Yeah. Well, you remember last week um, we got back into Mila Finelli's King of Italy book. Yeah. And when book one, when we first meet Frankie, I think she's Frankie's like, only like 20. Yeah. Maybe she's 18. I can't but even she remember. Was mature -wise. She was so yeah. mature. There was nothing no. about her that made you feel like she was yeah. 18 years old. Yeah. Um, her. So when she smarted back, you know, her mouth yeah. off, you believed her because she could back yeah. her shit. Yeah. Daisy just crumbled yeah she literally crumbled and couldn't even manage to take care of herself right. enough to not pass out and make a big right. fucking production yeah because the bitch forgot to eat yeah she's a mess 
So what do you? Yeah. What would you score this? Just this book, right? Not the yeah. whole series. Yeah. So on this one, I'm just gonna go um, three point five and 3.5, three and a half penises. Mm-hmm. And the highlight of it for me was being able to go back into the Salacious Players Club world. Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate a happily yeah. ever after. And the sex was really good. Yeah. I'd say 3.8 for me. It would have been a four, maybe a 4.1 if daddy wasn't used so excessively. <laughs> it, it was in there a lot. Like, Love it or hate it, it was in there a lot. It was in there a lot. Yeah. So, um, can we though continue, uh, Sarah Kate, please? Can we continue this whole pleasure dom thing? Yeah, because I tell am us a more. Fucking fan, right. I want to know more. Like, there should be a division mm-hmm. of the Salacious Players Club that's like, this is a whole wing, yeah, right here devoted to nothing yeah. but pleasure doms. Well, and let's hang out there for a couple right. more. Because I feel like when we do the whole like pain down stuff like cool like you can make it hot but it's not something that i would ever be into personally mm-hmm. um but a pleasure down sign me up i know i don't know why i'm super excited about it well because she wrote it really fucking interesting yeah, she did yeah yep Eleventh. all right all right so for next week uh penelope sky we're going back to Penelope Sky, who we fucking love. Mm-hmm. We're going into the Empire series, uh, which is currently two books, Bartholomew and Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can already tell you if Bartholomew is a name, we're calling him something else for the podcast. It is I, a name. That, I can't say that yes. that many times. He's going to be like B or I know. We'll change it. Something, well, remember, but, he was in the lesser series. I will not be calling him that. And his name was Bartholomew. I will not be calling him that. I won't even read it like that. I'll have to figure something else We got to call him something else. Maybe he'll get a nickname that we don't it know It better about. not be something like Bart because I can't. I don't like Bart either. He's going to, I'm just, he's going to have a whole new name. But she has really funky names. She does have yeah. really weird names. Well, they're not weird to her, but no. like Balto and I can't even remember all Is of their names. Is there a B things? Is no, there there's, there's different ones. Well, yeah. Okay, Bartholomew. Let's mm-hmm. see what you got. All right. See you next week. Bye. Hey, Smut Hive listeners. Just a quick reminder. Don't forget to go onto our TikTok and Instagram page. Like, follow, do all the fun things. We also have a link in our Instagram bio that takes you to Spotify and Apple. Leave us a review.